Guinicor, and Gedalchias Pirkin, Folger of Galeer, Tronona, Ahasaram Grave Shivanantiot, Ars Gadisha Ton Toilin Fuinamsher, Wicas Ledia, Agas Kamalishin, Tris Limlevas, Co Fish to Jesus at Tarship than Law Special to Shop. May I say how welcome you all are, and it's been, a, and I, I'm so pleased to see so many of you here. As I have just said, we're very grateful for the higher powers for allowing us the afternoons free of rain. Uh, I want to pay tribute immediately to how well you're all turned out, and you look as if you're enjoying yourself. But the 16th of June is, of course, th this particular garden party celebrates uh, the date of Leopold Bloom's famous journey around Dublin on a summer's day in 1904. And over a century later, Bloom's Day remains a day when we have the opportunity to celebrate the genius of James Joyce, his legacy to us. And as we celebrate not only the great talent and life of James Joyce, we also have the opportunity, and this is very important, of recognising and acknowledging the immense and generous sustained talent of so many remarkable writers, performers and artists who enrich our lives at home and abroad. And we have the opportunity as well to remember fondly those no longer with us but whose inspiration remains with us. We think, for example, in a special way of Deirdre O'Connell of the Focus Theatre, whose birthday is on Bloomsday. We must never forget, I think, on Bloomsday, the person, the family, and the sacrifices that gave us the groundbreaking literary inheritance that is now celebrated all over the world. Ireland owes a debt to James Joyce. Earlier this month, I had the opportunity to lay flowers on his grave in Flunturn in Zurich, where Joyce has rested since 1941. Since the 15th of January, he died on the 13th of January. And he's joined there by his wife, Nora Barnacle, whom we have celebrated long before we became president, Sabine and I, on Bloomsday in Galway, and other members of his family. And I took the opportunity of thanking the Zurich authorities and the gardener who have cared with such sensitivity for his resting place. It was to Zurich that James Joyce brought his daughter, Lucia, hoping for a cure that didn't happen. But his name, in fact, he, they celebrate him as a man and as a member of a family. So while he celebrated in many institutes and universities, it was very moving to visit those who recall the, his life in all its vicissitudes as well as its glories. My friend Professor Enrico Terranoni is here, who's translated Ulysses into Italian, and for which he won the pre-Napoli. There he is there over there. When I had a great opportunity of meeting with a 90-year-old man, Dr. Fritz Zinn, who is responsible for putting a collection of Joyce material together in Zurich for the first time, and now the foundation that is there uh, it celebrates James Joyce. What's interesting as well, and it's very important for all of us to understand, is that they celebrate James Joyce, not only the writer, but James Joyce and his family as migrants, to whom Zurich gave shelter. And on that, in that foundation, you can see scraps and notes of writing on display 
including messages from James Joyce to his family and the importance he attached to his intimacies. For example, one of the notes says, leave something out, we'll be home late, and so on. But th these are very, very important things. Also on today, Bloomsday, it's appropriate that we remember some of those whom we've lost. Only very recently, the great writer Tom Murphy, whose contribution to Irish theatre was outstanding. He was, above all, the great playwright of the immigrant, capturing in a poignant way the impact of emigration as an experience that includes loss, violence and humour, all part of the transience of life that is part of the immigrant experience. And Tom Murphy is representative of something quite close to Joyce as well, and that is having to wait for recognition. The response, when Tom in his 20s produced his great play, Whistle in the Dark, in fact in London, was anything but calm from some of the critics. But more than when, when the trilogy went on from Druid, there was an applause that went on for minutes and minutes and minutes and was repeated again and again in the same way as many cases where our people celebrate James Joyce's work. I think we're celebrating a special theme today. As you know, we have seven garden parties, and this year, the different themes. But today we're celebrating the importance and the power of arts and culture within the community. Sabina said it to me earlier, I wish that all the people in the country could be as, joyf as joyful and lively as all the people we've gathered here today. And you're doing very, very well so far. Uh, it, it's a great pleasure to both of us to see so many of our citizens here who, have so who are so generously working to bring arts and creativity into all corners of our society, enabling performance, music, dance, art, literature to be enjoyed by all our citizens of all generations and in all circumstances. Mila Buikas is tres liam liv asach nenirachti kweritwishtach shaktaneni shaktaneri nibliana. It may seem like a statement of the obvious, but maybe it is necessary to repeat it. But the arts have a rich capacity to connect people across boundaries and barriers, to make strong and durable connections and enrich the lives of all our communities. Time and again, as President of Ireland, I've seen the effect that artists and arts organisations have on the communities in which they live. There are 11 in these communities, and especially in very often empowering underrepresented communities to share their stories, and not only to maintain, but to celebrate in the public space their unique cultural and community traditions. Long ago, I used to quote Raymond Williams to the point of boredom for some people, and I said, when he said in his very last lecture, be the arrow, not the target. It's about the difference between being active participants in the arts and being passive consumers of a product. And it's important not only to the present generation, but to future generations, that we ensure that public spaces and the opportunities for collective celebration continue to exist. For when diverse members of the community, citizens of all ages, backgrounds and creeds, gather together to participate in what you organise in film and literary festivals, to support their local theatre, to experience music and dance performances, in the squares and streets and parks that are so much of the part of their everyday lives. That is a celebration of the public world. 
a world that is shared, that is so different from the world of any exclusive, privatised, purchased experience. Now, now, <laughs> in that regard, it seems like a hundred years ago when Sandy Fitzgerald and myself were members of what was called Community Arts for Everyone, going around the country. But the benefits of community arts projects, at least we've arrived at that, that argument I hope is over. They're very important. And their enrichment of the lives of all those who take part, whether as artists, participants or spectators, are a great source of energy that is mutually shared between generations. The benefits, I think, as well, the provision for the arts, be it financial or through the creation of places where artists can hone their craft and be enabled to think in ways that are creative and emancipatory must be seen as a necessary part of the infrastructure of our society. So as a society, we owe a great debt to those who have the vision to provide and enable opportunities for the development of the creative instincts and capacity of all our citizens. And we've come a long way, but there is still a lot to be achieved. So to all involved in these contributions to citizenship, in its very, very best sense, I want to offer Mavuikas Marukhtrona Heron, May I thank you as President of Ireland and tell you that what you do is very important for the renewal and sustenance of life in our society, for the health of our society, and as the best guarantee that can be of the imaginative possibilities of the citizens of the future. Your work in connecting creativity and community with festivals, local theatre, community arts projects, accessible venues for the arts. It broadens out the reach of all artistic activity. It demystifies things that might appear complex, removes barriers, and makes artistic performance accessible to all. So recognising then the importance of the arts, that is something that is critical when on occasion, when people lose the run of themselves and get carried away by narrow economics, that too often the arts are viewed as something apart, peripheral, something that belongs in the fringes of society, a luxury for those who can afford it, something we'll make provision for when economic growth has made a surplus. They are, they are necessary as the infrastructure of all our lives. Any other view that is narrow must be constantly challenged if we're to ensure the survival of the arts, and of cultural identity and the role of culture, act, cultural access in the creation of citizenship. So, so bringing the arts into the hearts of our society, into the everyday spaces we inhabit is so important. Schools, but we must support and cherish our libraries and put an end to this nonsense that you could have a library without human beings in it handing out the books. I think we... The best libraries I visited, I remember, was when you saw a story well for children. And anyone who's given children the gift of reading gives them a gift that will last for life. Local theatres, the community arts initiatives, the importance of reimagining and re-energising public spaces. <laughs> 
Instead of letting them be derelict, turning them into spaces for the arts, turning them into venues where the arts can be enjoyed and appreciated by all. I think that it is a great tragedy if the arts are ever put out of the reach of the majority of our citizens, and if we ever do so, we do a great disservice, because we're losing, depriving ourselves of the great power of the arts to bring us together, to stimulate debate and argument. You could have fierce arguments in the arts, as we know. I think as well to kindle the great wealth of creativity that translates into the great experiences of life to be lived and imagined. That's important. Voyages of new discovery, opening of new pathways to different futures. And I think without the access, without the work of talented artists, we'd lose so many of the transformative opportunities for our society. And the contribution of art to the public world, it's simply enormous. And all of you who facilitate it in any way are critical to the infrastructure of citizenship. And I thank you all for all you do in so many ways to bring the enriching joy of arts and cultures into our villages, towns and suburbs, into our public spaces, everyday lives, and working to ensure that everyone receives the right to engage in the cultural life of our nation. Marfocle Square. Sabine and I so appreciate the enthusiasm in this particular garden party with which you've partaken in what is a very special garden party. You must celebrate your own lives as well as James Joyce's. And our wishes on this fine summer afternoon, reminiscent of the Derby Day in 1904, that you continue to enjoy yourselves. And before I conclude, I have some people to thank. All of today was made possible with the help of some very special people. You must agree it's a great programme we've had in 2018. Alan Ginsonen can't be with us this afternoon, but he and Ken Hartnett both deserve our special thanks. Ken is able to be, has been, been with us. So you give them a special bull of us, first of all, for the thing that they're very important. Now, we're in, I'm in great, we've had so many artists that I'm in great danger of doing something quite tragic, which would be leaving anyone out. But we've had Fenton O'Neill, Anne-Marie Farrell and Conor Malloy, the Strom Tom Brass, Barry McGovern, Celine Byrne, Neil Kinsler, Rose Lawless, Flo Metzweeney, Fikra Trench, Tom Hickey, they're all reading, and Claire Barrett, wonderful Keela, and of course our magnificent MC Tom Dunn. And all of this is brought to you with superb quality of sound, for which I thank Dee Rogers and his outstanding team. <laughs> for all of the hospitality that is prepared here, the staff of the Aurus, they are in fact theatrical in themselves. <laughs> oh, okay. They're just dying to get going. Now, we have as well our friends in John of Gods, the Civil Defence, the Gardaí, our volunteers from Gashka, and the t who work as tour guides. And all have worked so hard to make today an occasion of friendship and joy. Mila Buikas, again, a falchim roiv arish, buenig asaltas and quidelliat and law. Enjoy all of your time here, and thank you for coming with us and having this special garden party celebration of James Joyce, literary people everywhere, all the people who work for the arts. Mila Buikas, thank you very much.